Fueled by Trial, the podcast where real people share their inspiring stories of choosing faith over fear on their Christian life journey. I'm your host, Zion Heaven, alongside Emily Dykema, Julie Mangum, and Christian Vorst. We're going to embark together on a transformative exploration of faith, courage, and the power of God's love. Each episode, we invite guests from all walks of life, united by one common thread, their unwavering trust in God throughout life's most challenging trials. We believe that through their testimonies, you'll find strength, hope, and a renewed sense of purpose. Join us as we dive deep into personal accounts of overcoming adversity, battling doubts, and discovering the extraordinary miracles that can emerge from even the darkest valleys. Fueled by Trial is not just a podcast. It's a testament to the work of the Holy Spirit in lives of believers. Our guests will inspire you to live fearlessly, rooted in the unshakable foundation of God's grace. So grab your headphones and get ready to embark on a transformative journey filled with wisdom, inspiration, and a renewed passion for living a faithful life. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, first episode back from the Berg in the new year. Um, Christian's not here. He's in Vietnam at the moment. Kind of wild. Um, <laughs> What's it? Oh, never mind. This is the first one. Good job. <laughs> Keep going. We... I will never, I will never question yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll explain that other story another time. All right, uh, Christian's in Vietnam, but we have Julia and Emily here. Um, but I'm going to hand it off to Emily, and she'll do our introduction for our guest today. Yes, guys, I am beyond pumped to introduce this guest we have today. She is the current uh, Loof assistant coach for field hockey um, and one of my dearest friends, now that I'm not on the team anymore. Woo! So without further ado, this is Heather. Hey, I'm <laughs> pumped to be here, guys. Thank you so much just for inviting me on and giving me a chance to, to share my testimony. Um, it's honestly been a while since I've shared my testimony, and I had the opportunity to share it uh, quite a bit earlier in my life, and, and I haven't since. And um, I'm just I'm super pumped to be able to, to be back here all these years later and, and being able to share. So um, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity. So just jump right in, right? Go yep. for it. All right. Um, start from the beginning, although I don't think I'll spend too much time uh, at the beginning. But um, I would say that I grew up in a Christian home. Um, and the reason I kind of say it like that is um, I wouldn't say that we were, you know, super consistent churchgoers or anything like that. But um, my parents definitely knew Jesus and loved Jesus and and showed me who he was from a young age. Um and so I was definitely introduced to him. Um, and to be 100% transparent, I honestly don't remember when I necessarily gave my life to the Lord. I know it was at a young age, and I know that I did because, you know, I got to see the fruit of it the rest of my life. Um, but I, I don't have this, you know, distinct moment um, where where I got to, you know, where I just remember it so distinctly. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I had a, a great childhood and loving parents, loving family. Um, and I'm just... I don't know, thankful for for the times when I was younger. And, and I think you talked about this, Emily, in years, but it's like, I feel like for a while, I was almost like ashamed that I had this like, oh, I grew up in a Christian home. It's like this classic Christian testimony. And I don't know, it's like the the longer I go in life, the more I'm like, man, no, I'm so thankful for that foundation. And um, I don't know, I was kind of a little bit of a nerd and a little bit of a goody two shoes. And so like, I enjoyed journaling and I enjoyed reading the Bible and and things like that. Like, that wasn't, it became natural to me. Um, and I'm so thankful for that now in life because there'll be times I like remember scripture and I'm like, what? Like, that's crazy, you know? And it, and it came from, I think in those, in those younger years. Um, but anyway, so, so we, you know, we went to church a lot when I was younger and then 
the church that we were going to, the pastor left. And so we kind of stopped going for a while. Um, and it wasn't really till I got back or into high school that I started going more consistently again. And, but there was lots of other things that were like helping grow my faith. And, you know, if I had to describe that season of my life, I would say it's honestly pretty steady. Um, and honestly, like just a lot of good things. And so what I would say is like, up until, you know, and I'll, I'll get to this part of the story, but up until really like my senior year in high school, I didn't face a lot of challenges. I didn't face, you know, you know my faith, yes, it was growing, but it wasn't really tested. Um, and, you know, I'm again, thankful for that time yeah. that, that it wasn't tested because it's like, oh, things are going well. And when I think back, it's like, yeah, I had a lot of success in, in sports and I had a lot of success in the classroom and I had good friends. And, you know, from the outside, my family was like this perfect little family. And we all know no, per no family is a perfect little family. So, you know, that that was it's not always entirely true, um, but things were were good for the most part. Um, so kind of fast forward to my senior spring, um, I at this point had a um, opportunity. I was going to Wake Forest University to play field hockey. So I was, you know, ready to do that, all geared up, ready to go. Um, and man, so uh, I played lacrosse in the springs and my mom actually helped coach, which was fun. She was also my field hockey coach. Um, but there was like a couple days in a row, you know, that she was like having some pain in her back and it was real weird, abnormal. She was a pretty athletic woman, you know, it was like super kind of random that she was having this pain. Um, come to find out after, you know, a lot of her stubbornness and not going to the doctor, she finally went to the doctor. Um, and we ended up finding out that she was diagnosed with stage four, uh, liver and colon cancer. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things, and I don't know if any of you have, have faced cancer or that type of stuff in your life, but it's like one of those things you never think is going to happen to you. It's like, you know, this big word like cancer, yeah. or, you know, you have a, you know, an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent or like someone that's maybe a little bit further off. So, for it to be so real, like right in our family was like, what? This, this doesn't even make sense. Um, so that was like right before I was about to go off to college. Um, we found out that news and, um, you know, I think my testimony honestly intersects a lot with my mom's, which is, is cool. Um, because I would tell you like her, like I said earlier, I, I think that she knew Jesus and loved Jesus, but I wouldn't say up until this place in life that she was like, you know, spending all the time in the word and was like super strong in her faith. Um, and when she got this news, it's like it turned a corner, like, right? I started seeing just like my mom was so different. Um, and and my dad tells this story of when, you know, the doctors gave her the news that, that she had been diagnosed with cancer and he kind of like pushed a, a tissue box across, you know, like if we were sitting here and I pushed that tissue box and my mom was like, I'm okay. Like I have faith in my savior. Um, and, and she made it really clear that having faith in her savior didn't necessarily mean God is going to heal me. You know, and I think that there's a big difference in, you know, like I have faith in God. And so that means I'm going to get what I want versus I have faith, you know, in my savior, meaning he's going to do what he's going to do. And I have faith in him, you know, um, and, and that being said, it's not like she didn't pray and didn't obviously yeah. long to be to be healed. Um, but so that happened. And in that moment, I'm like, shoot, like I'm about to go off to school. This is crazy. So now, you know, my life is like, all right, what the heck is going on here? So I do, I go off to school. My mom was pretty adamant on like, nope, you need to go, even though I'm going to start these treatments, like all that stuff. She's like, no, you need to go. You need to live your life. Like, I'm going to be good. I got people here. We're going to be all right. Um, so she started her chemo treatments and, and I went off to school and I was a baby freshman trying to figure life out. And, um, you know, I was definitely figuring out life, if you know what I mean. I think that this was like the first time, you know, I talked about how I said, like, <clears throat> you know, up until this point, I hadn't had challenges. Right. And so I think challenges can come in the form of, uh, 
suffering. And I think challenges can come in the form of like sin and temptation, yeah. right? And yeah. so I think at this point in my life, both were were intersecting and intervening, right? My my mom had gotten sick, dealing with, okay, what does that look like? How am I walking through that? And then I'm also, you know, a freshman in college trying to figure out who the heck am I? You know, what do I believe? Uh, I'm at college and, and I'm getting invited to parties and going and drinking and, you know, seeking a lot of validation and guys and, you know, the, the gamut. Um, and so it's like all these challenges at once um, coming at me and really testing my faith. Um, and I wouldn't say that my, my faith withstood, um, in that time. And so, you know, if I keep kind of crossing these, these two stories, but you know, my mom actually was doing really well. My, my freshman year, she was like, like she would come down to games and everybody like, dude, are you sure your mom's sick? <laughs> I'm like, dude, she looks amazing. You know, she, she had gotten a haircut. She hadn't even lost her hair yet, but she'd gotten a haircut. She was beautiful as all get out. Um, and, and so it was just like crazy because, you know, in the back of my mind, it's like, I knew that she's sick, but she looks amazing. And so it wasn't really something that I was thinking about a lot. Um, you know, if I fast forward, um, to the spring of my freshman year, um, she ended up having to spend a week in the hospital. Um, and, and things were, things were like up and down a lot through that. I, th I feel like that's a journey with cancer a lot. It's like, oh, things are really good. And then it's like, oh crap, it's, it's spread. And so <clears throat> fast forward again, I'm doing lots of fast forwarding, <laughs> just sparing you all the details, you know, fast forward again to the end of my freshman year. So I've made it through, I've had, you know, a good year, I would say, but definitely a year where, you know, like I said, I was, I was trying to figure out what the heck, who the heck am I? What do I believe? And, um, we decided to go on a vacation. Um, my, my parents, you know, asked the doctors, Hey, is, is she well enough to go? And they were like, Hey, you, you need to go. Um, and you know, at the time I didn't really know that that was like, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of like, Hey, you, you need to go. Yeah. Um, so we go to ocean city, New Jersey, shout out. Amazing. <laughs> the best vacation spot there is now. Um, so we go to ocean city, which we had gone our whole life. Um, and you know, at this point my mom is, she's not doing well. Uh, she's super frail. Um, didn't really look like, you know, her, um, and, and we're there and it was good. And I can remember, no, I'll never forget just sitting on the beach and it was me and my older brother and she just looks at us and she's like, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going home to be with Jesus soon. Mm -hmm. And I can remember in that moment being like, what? Like, how can you, how can you say that? First of all, mm -hmm. how can you know that? How can you believe that? How can you like, you just, how do you just say that and, and be, you know, completely okay? And, and the next thing she said, and she said, promise me something. She will never be angry at God because it's only because of him that I've even, that I've even made it this far, right? And, and later I found out that like with it being stage four and where she was at, they didn't even think she was going to make it a couple months. And this yeah. is fast forward, you know, a whole year later. Yeah. And, and that has always stuck with me because I'm like, all right, you know, this woman who's going through and battling and so sick telling me that I don't get to be angry at God, you know, and it's like, how are you not angry at God? Like you're sitting here telling me you're about to, to, to die. And, and you're saying, don't be angry at God. Um, and, and so it's just another testament to like her and, and where God had her at that point in life of just like, he was her stronghold, like through and through. Um, and so we end up, um, we end up leaving the beach a couple of days later and on the way back from the beach, um, my dad had to take her and she was admitted into the hospital. Um, and, and, uh, a couple of days later, June 30th, um, my mom went home to be with Jesus. Um, 
And I, I say that so, like, she went home to be with Jesus. You know, I, when people are, ah, oh, she passed away. She, no, she went home to be with Jesus. Um, and I can remember, like, I can remember going into the hospital and after she, you know, went home to be with the Lord. And, and my first, like, emotion was, like, no emotion, right? I was just, like, raw and numb and, and like, I just didn't want to feel anything. And I thought that I needed to be strong and that I couldn't, couldn't feel anything. And I think that that carried through for a little bit. Um, I was like, no, I gotta, you know, I gotta be strong. And like, if, if God is my strength, then that means I don't have to show any emotion. And, and, you know, and there was just like so many questions in my mind though, and so much doubting and so much just like uncertainty. I'm like, what the heck? And, and we had a, um, a funeral, obviously it was, it was like a week later and, it, it was one of those things where like during it, the amount of people that came up to us and were like, I found Jesus because of your mom. I found Jesus or, or I'm, I'm re uh, surrendered my life to the Lord. I, I've been inspired. I've been whatever it might be because of the way that she was living. And that like, I say that on here, not to praise my mom, not to praise my mom, but to say the work of the Holy Spirit in that time that like, completely just took her over and gave her the strength in that moment that like, right, so many times I sit here and I'm like, why, Lord? Like, why? And I remember this is, golly, she's awesome, right? But people would ask her that, why you, right? Everyone's question when suffering happens are the most iconic question, right? Why do bad things happen to good people, right? So they'd say, why you? And my mom would look back at them and say, why not me? I am a sinner just like anybody else right the good or the bad is the bad in everybody right we all are plagued with this sin and so in, in her mind it wasn't like what because i because people like me because i'm a good person like no why why not me um and so you know i, I wrestled with this obviously but it, hearing and seeing so many people come and say like this happened because of what your mom went through it, it gave me hope in really, really, really dark times. Um, and so, you know, if you kind of interject me back into this story, went back to school, um, you know, and, and honestly, that semester of all my semesters was my worst one of just like living in the world and in the flesh. And, you know, you'd think because I just saw like, oh, life is fleeting and all of this. And you'd think, right, that I was on this track of like, nope, like I'm, I'm going to live for the Lord and it's going to be good. And, and that was not the case. And until I got the chance to share my testimony, actually, for the very first time, it was February of that following year. And I can remember sharing my testimony and talking the same way I'm talking now so passionately, like about my mom and the way that she lived and how she was sharing the gospel and, the, you know, just all these things. And I remember going home that night and looking myself in the mirror and be like what are you doing like if that's if that's what it looks like you're missing the mark like this is not living for the lord this is not in full surrender this is not showing people christ and and that is the moment you know i, I said earlier i don't really remember the moment where i first came to the lord but that is the moment where i like fully resurrendered and said god like take it like take it i can't do this right? I can't keep living like I'm living. I can't have one foot in the world and one foot in, in, in with you. And, and also like, I'm struggling. Like I don't have my mom. And, and I feel like from there, the Lord, you know, what a prayer that he wants to hear, like us to come to him. And, and, and not that it has that's happened time and time again, right? The prodigal son of we run off and we come back home 
And someone said this to me once, but he rejoices in the return. And like, I just feel like in that moment, right, he was just rejoicing um, in, in my return. And, and yeah, man, it has been a journey since then. It's not like right since that happened, it's like, oh, all is well and good. And, and there hasn't been struggles and, and um, temptation and, and all of that. But I think, you know, through that, the Lord just really showed me that like, right. And I said this earlier because this was one of the biggest questions I had of like, okay, God, like if you can heal her, like, why did you not heal her? You know? And you think of, um, the story of Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego, right. And they're, they're getting ready to go in the fiery furnace and they look at King Nebuchadnezzar and, and they're like, listen, dude, <laughs> they're like, he can save us and he will save us. But even if not, like we're not going to bow down to anybody else right and i think of it as like even if not god is still good and that is just what he has continued to show me again and again and again is he is faithful he is good he shows up right he he has not forsaken me and in the times that i felt the furthest from god he is right there just like waiting for me to return right so that he can rejoice in that return um and so yeah, it's been it's been a journey, man. And, you know, there's not a day that goes by that I don't wish that my mom was still here. You know, I've been blessed to have my own daughter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like even in that, I think of just the redemption of the Lord. I can remember so clearly when we found out it was going to be a little girl. And it was actually on, uh, this is kind of crazy, but my mom passed away on June 30th. 2014 so this will actually be 10 years coming up which is crazy and on june 30th is when we found out we were having a little girl um and i'll never forget that feeling of just the lord being like like providing you know and being faithful and showing up and um and now i you know i have her and of course i i long every day for for her to know my mom and and for my mom to know her but it's like just such evidence of like someone told me this, you know, soon after it was my aunt, actually soon after my mom passed, but she said, <clears throat> God lends us people. Like they're not ours. Like, that's not like I own my, that's my mom. And so I, I deserve to have it. It's like, God lent me my mom for 18 years of my life. And like, some people don't even get that, you know? And, and when we think about it like that, when we think about, think about my husband, when I think about my daughter, when I think about my friends, right? Like God's lending us those people. And like my mom now is where she belongs. She is home. She's in her resting place. And, and I think the message that needs to come across and, and, you know, I kind of said this already is like, she's not there because she was a good woman. She's not there because, you know, it, it was just like, Hey, you went through this and you endured good job. No, she's there because she put her faith in Jesus Christ. And that that's, that's it. That's salvation. That's like, she surrendered to the Lord, and that is why I have complete the confidence that that's where she is and that I can be with her again someday, you know, and, and that is, like, what should be our hope every day, um, not just when we lose someone, right, but, like, today, I should be able to walk out my faith in the gospel because it's, like, the Lord has saved me and redeemed me, called me by name, um, but I think that's that's probably one of the hardest things to do, right, is, like, it's almost, like, in fate or in uh challenge 
and in trial, right? That is when God is close and it's awesome. But it's like, what about the day to day? You know, I think about my life now. And as I'm thinking about like sharing, that's my testimony. That's right. When I resurrendered to the Lord and the Lord changed my life. But thinking day to day, it's like, okay, how am I living that out today? Um, and that's, that's the challenge every day. I think it's like, you know, how do I, that's, that's so real and it's raw when it's happening. And I, and I believe the Lord did such good things through it and, and, and through that time, but like, okay, all right, Lord, I want to know you today. And I want to know how you're going to meet me today, even if I'm not having a challenge today or, you know, and the truth is we're always having challenges because there's temptation and there's, you know, so much going on all the time. Um, and so I guess the, the, the last thing I'll say to, to wrap that part up is just like, I don't know, thinking about challenges, testing our faith and like sometimes it's going to come through suffering and sometimes it's going to come through temptation and either one, the Lord is our comfort in both, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and I think that's like easy for me to remember now in suffering because of what he took me through. And I think what I'm still constantly learning and what, like what the testimony of the Lord is writing now is like, okay, but what about in temptation and struggle in, in that kind of stuff? And I think that's like where God's got me right now is all right. Like, how do I surrender and how do I trust him in those moments? Um, you know, where it's like not something hard has happened to me, but now I'm having to walk through something and, and make decisions and choose and, and live, you know? So yeah, that's, that's my story. That's where God's got me. And I feel like I probably left out a lot of details, but that's the main, uh, it's the main gist and and what God's been doing in my life. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, first off, it can't, you're very passionate about it, which is amazing to see. And it's also probably not always the easiest story to share at times. I think one of the amazing things about kind of what you shared too was um, basically how, you know, God, you know, whether it's suffering or temptation, whatever it is, God can use it for good mm-hmm. um, if we choose faith, right? And I think your mom really chose that in that moment. And like you said, the amount of people that were impacted through her because of how God worked in her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, loss is one of those things that, at times people don't know how to approach and I don't think people will ever truly know how to approach. But I think a question I'd have to ask is, you know, you kind of mentioned it that you felt like you had to stay strong or like Mm -hmm. stay like kind of stoic in a sense in that moment. So for someone who may be going through something or have someone who is in that suffering stage, what is your advice Mm -hmm. to them? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, I think the reality is at the beginning, when I was in that stage, I wasn't in full surrender to God. You know, I was I was trying to carry it on on my own back and, and be something for people. And the reality is, like, at the end of the day, like, I'll never forget one of my friends told me, it's okay to not be okay. (laughs) It's okay to not be okay. And I remember when she said that, I was like, whoa really? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's okay to not be okay. And I think that like, you know, the, the, the vulnerability that eventually happens, if you can get to that place it, with the Lord is some of the most intimate vulnerability that you can have, I think, in your relationship with the Lord is that moment of face down on the floor. I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. I don't have it all together. And so I think that's like reality that sometimes we need to hear is like, you don't, listen, you don't have it, right? If you're the person that's doing it right now, you can go on for as long, you're going to break at some point. You, you can't in your own human strength 
carry the load and you weren't meant to, right? Like God did not, it, it, that's not what you're supposed to do. I thought it'd be strong for my, my brothers and my dad. And it's like, no, no, you, you've got to give this to the Lord, right? And my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's how you're going to help. If you want to help your brothers, if you want to help your dad, it's going to be by giving it to me, you know? And I think that's not an easy thing to do. And I think like we've all got it. It's part of the grieving process where the grieving process yeah. really intersects with our faith. It's like, now there is a real time of, of grieving and that's going to look different for everybody. But I don't know. I think it's just that surrender of like, you don't, you don't got this, you don't have this, you know? And, and I needed to have that. And, and that truly is, I just remembered that when you asked that, but that was my friend looking across the table from me and being like, it's okay to not be okay. It's such a simple statement, but it was like, wow, it's like freeing. And then after that, I can remember just like going to the Lord and telling him, hey, I'm not okay. And then him giving me that strength ultimately to be like, all right, now I get to carry you through this because that's what he wants to do. That's what he's there for. That's why you went to the cross, right? I want to help you carry this and walk through this with you. So that's what I would say. It's just like, you know, as much as you think you got it right now, at some point you're not. And so, you know, can you can you give it to the Lord? Because um, otherwise you fall flat on your face. I know from, from experience. <laughs> from experience. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess my question is going back to um, what you talked about, like the million dollar question, mm -hmm. like suffering and how there can be a good God <clears throat> mm -hmm. and there still be, you know, quote unquote, good people that suffer. And I think like, obviously you and I, you know, all of us here have probably heard the uh doctrinal answer you know mm -hmm. like we know you know about the concept of how god is good and you know everyone's not you know everyone's missed the mark and all this stuff and it's mm -hmm. like there's a lot of like head knowledge when it comes to like there being a good god and they're still being suffering and like i understand the elect like intellectual side of it yeah. but i kind of want to hear like maybe like what were like what were the conversations in your head you know with mm -hmm. god like when you were emotionally working through how can i still trust that you are good mm -hmm. even though like you know like your mom you know mm -hmm. you know you know that mm -hmm. um but kind of like how you worked through that emotionally mm -hmm. um that there's a good god but like there's still suffering like this. <laughs> it's easier to just say it but it's a different thing to live it out yeah no i think it's something i'm still working through keeping <laughs> <laughs> it real no um man okay you know i think truly I don't know that this is my best answer, but it's what's in my head right now. So that's what I'm going to give. Mm -hmm. It's, it is fully understanding the hope that we have. Like when we truly know and understand that this life is but a vapor and it's mm -hmm. but a breath and like that it, it really isn't, this isn't it. Like this isn't all that we've got. Mm -hmm. And I think like, and I didn't realize this at the beginning, but this is me, you know what I mean? Like processing it even now is like when, when we have this hope of like, there's more, right? Like there is heaven on the other side of this. And like, that's where we're spending eternity. I think that's really the only thing that got me through is that like, she is somewhere like she has been, okay. Yes. Not physically healed, but she has been healed. She is doing better than any of us yeah. right here, right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so yeah. like, I think that that realization and fully understanding that mm -hmm. is like what allowed me to eventually be like, okay, like that's why he is a good God. Like, because again, it's like we all, we pray for healing and it's a good thing and God does heal. Like golly, there I've seen miracles and I've seen him heal many people. But I think we think of healing in a worldly sense. Everything, our lens through everything is so worldly. And it's like, well, healing only means mm -hmm. that you're gonna be healed mm -hmm. on this side of heaven where it's like, no, like that is, that's, that's where my mom is. And I think the other thing that helped me honestly, because I don't know how I would have done if I couldn't actually see his, uh, his handprints on like the 
I think that what I was talking about before with like the amount of people that said they had been changed by this, I think that really helped me because it showed me like it wasn't just futile. Like she didn't just die and then it was like, well, nothing happened. Like yeah. there was so much good that actually did come out of it on this side of heaven yeah. that I think that helped me. Like I, I often wonder if I wouldn't have known that or if he wouldn't have showed me that, would I have been as confident with like, I know that he is good and that like, you know, this is what's happened and he's used it for good yeah. if I couldn't see the good. Does yeah. that make sense? Because I think there's some stuff we walk through in life and we don't see the good. Yeah. And so we're like, oh gosh, like, you know, yeah. and, and so I'm thankful and it doesn't have to do that all the time, but I'm thankful that he showed me like, hey, like, you know, I always used to share this scripture when I shared, share, when I shared my <laughs> testimony is in Genesis, right? When Joseph, he's reunited with his brothers, they had, you know, sold him mm -hmm. and, and he's, you know, he's in this high place now. And he, and he says to them, like, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to do what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Mm -hmm. And so I think about it like, right, Satan, like, I don't, I don't believe that God inflicts harm. I think that God allows it and he works through it. Um, and so it's like, okay, Satan intended to harm me, my mom, our faith, our, this, whatever. And God intended it for good to do what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And so I think that practical actually being able to see the saving of many lives yeah, yeah. in front of my eyes was like how I emotionally was able to like walk yeah. through that, you know? So uh, I'm thankful for that. I guess now, you know, reflecting on that of like, man, I don't know if you wouldn't show me that, how I would have done with it. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. I'm like almost speechless because you just have said so many amazing things. And I, <laughs> you've also answered so many of my questions. I was like, I was like, I'm going to ask this. I'm going to ask this. And you've nailed everything. Like you've absolutely, no, you've killed it. Um, no, but I think hearing your passion for the Lord and like, it just sounds like you and the Lord are like hand in hand. And like, I know it, I'm sure it doesn't always feel that way. And I know there's probably been ebbs and flows in that for sure. But just like the way you're talking about this, it feels like God is like mm -hmm. right next to you, which I think is so cool. Mm -hmm. um, so I think a question that came to mind is just like, what is a character of God that you've grown to love mm -hmm. and experience more deeply because of what's happened? Yeah, it's actually like really cool that you asked that question because I think uh, in the new year, um, first of all, you know, you said I was walking hand in hand with God. I think that was, you know, I was talking about earlier, like the the running away and then mm -hmm. rejoicing in the return. This has been a return right now. Like mm -hmm. I feel like even the couple months prior to the new year, I was like very far from God and not, it wouldn't have felt like that, you know, hand in hand. So anyways, in the new year, I feel like I've, you know, finally been able to like really spend some time with him. Um, and, and kind of my big, I guess, theme or mantra for this year is the question, who are you, Lord? And so like, I feel like what I'm really digging into is like the qualities of the Lord, because I think when we know somebody like so deeply and like, that's when our love for them grows. Um, so yeah, I said, and I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have all these qualities in my head. <laughs> then I'm like, oh my gosh, all these things. Let's go. Like, all <laughs> no, but because, of, oh gosh, but because of what I went through, um, I think, I think truly, um, that he never leaves us. Like that is when I think I, it was actually this morning. I don't need to look, but I think it was it, this morning because all the Psalms are reading through the Psalms right now. And all the Psalms talk about that. Like he is near, like he is near you. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. And I think that to me through my whole life, you know, not just that, that part, but the other trials I've faced and the other things, 
of like the Lord is near, you know, and I think a lot of people think about God as like this far off thing. And even in other religions, he's like, you can't reach him. And it's like, oh, he really is right here, you know, and, and when we have the Holy Spirit, it's like he is literally with us. Um, and so I think that's the one I'm thankful for because, um, or I guess that I've grown to love the most because he doesn't leave me. He doesn't leave me when I leave him. He's still right there. Like really the return is just me turning around and being like, oh, hey, you know what I mean? He's still <laughs> yeah. there. Um, and so, yeah, that just like, he never leaves me or forsakes me. Um, and then honestly, the other one that jumps to my mind is just that like he listens. You know, there's like some really cool psalms. I don't know them right now off the top of my head, but like that just talk about him like hearing us and listening. So I think about those times. I think about both when my mom was sick, when I was crying out to him. It's like he heard that. I think about afterwards when I was crying out to him because I was struggling. You know, it's like he hears me. Um, and, and so I think those two together that he is near and that he hears me are definitely my, my favorite or I forget yeah. exactly the question you asked, but like what I love most yeah. um, about the Lord. Yeah, no, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you again for sharing. Um, before we close out, we'll leave you with kind of, if you want to leave the listeners with one power statement, one thing you want to leave them with from your story, kind of take away, but we'll let yeah. you go with it. Um, I say, even if not, he is still good. He is still good. There you go. Word. Wow, what a way to Word. finish yeah. podcast. <laughs> Heather, I love you. <laughs> I love you so but thank you so thank much. You. Uh, thanks, everybody, thank for listening. Guys. This was awesome. And see ya. Thank you for tuning in to Fueled by Trial, where faith triumphs over fear one story at a time. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode of this life-changing journey. And as always, Keep the faith burning bright, for together we are fueled by trial.